Get your weekly Frank fix. Listen to the show as it happens on Saturday morning from 8 until 11 with more music and fewer ads with the Absolute Radio app. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with the uh, the comedian Alan Cochran and the popular author <laughs> Emily Dean this morning. Oh, nice. You can uh, text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram. Frank on the radio <laughs> and email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Wow. Still novel, isn't it? Still novel, the old and Insta. He holds that word in front of him, yes. slightly alarmed by it. Yeah. Don't you, darling? I do. You know, every morning before this show begins, um, we have a discussion about the about uh, stool heights. Yes. Yeah. It's not a, a, a biological thing. It's, no, um, it's not very We're medical. talking about where, how... Everything's the set, the um, the desk in here. If you press a button, it goes higher or lower. But the 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 stool is still a, a little behind technically. In that, it's one of those where you have to. I don't know what you do. Yeah. I don't do it. It's manual. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's manually manual. shifted. Yeah. And um, I think I'm getting a little bit higher every week. As, um, you really Pete are. Doherty wants them. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm ending. I think the way I see me doing this show is. Do you like? Do you know these sort of. The uncle in Mary Poppins, <laughs> who's on the ceiling and can't come down. Yeah, yeah. I think that's how it's going to end up. Yeah, I see that as your role. Be a great publicity shot. Though. Be good. Mm. The, the problem is, I mean, I know I appreciate perhaps they don't want to be bored by this stuff, but I have to say, the higher the desk, mm-hmm. the colder it is at knee level. So I've now taken to wearing um, a coat as a sort of blanket. I'm sorry, I'm sorry it's come to that. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it, quite honestly, Queen and Prince Philip, though. It sounds nice. like some sort of wartime <laughs> freedom fighters. <laughs> or sort of like Lord Haw Haw, who wasn't... Oh, I yeah. suppose he was a freedom fighter on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard him being described as that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my dad used to go on and on about Lord Haw Haw. Couldn't forgive oh, him. Was he, oh, really? I don't know much about Lord Haw He Haw-Haw. seemed like he bore a bit of a grudge, though, your dad, to be fair. Lord Haw Haw was... Um, <laughs> he it, sounds like a laugh. Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad you chose that option. He, um, he, um, I think he was from... He was Irish, but I think he'd lived near <laughs> where we came from. But he used to broadcast um, on behalf of Nazi Germany, saying things like... Oh, oh dear, there we go. Saying things like, come on, give up. You know, oh. he got no chance. <laughs> All right. And he used to name factories near to us, apparently, because he knew the area. And so we're going to drop a bomb right down Albright and Wilson's chimney. He said, no, that'll wipe out the whole area. Anyway, the next track. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's I don't not, like yeah. the sound of Lord No, Hall, no, he, I think he was hanged as a traitor. At the oh, was he? There you go. That's right. Oh. That's radio for First you. link, traitors. <laughs> That's the number. Brilliant. Not just traitors. The first, a traitor. I love this show. The first <laughs> in our series of radio stars of the past. <laughs> <laughs> Could be a long one. <laughs> Why don't you just give up? <laughs> Shamed radio stars. I'll tell you one of the, I'll tell you one of the yeah, things. Yeah, how long have you got? <laughs> one of the things I love about working at Absolute Radio, and there are many things, yeah. is that you do get some free stuff. Um, oh, yeah. And, um, There's no are, lift, but I you I don't know if you know, stuff. but we're, out, we're owned by... Um, Bauer. By Bauer, yeah, the, uh, the German company. And they also make... Um, 
Um, they met Mojo and Q, were two fantastic music mags. So oh, I get those. Strange ad. Yeah, but yes, they are free. I really look. Oh God, I can I can wallow in Mojo. It's like a warm bath. He really oh. loves it. Oh, he does, doesn't he? But mm-hmm. I arrived this morning, and and a whole new twist on the freebies thing. They had free salt. <laughs> What? Free salt in the Are you reception. sure it was salt? It was definitely okay. small sachets of free sea salt. And I thought, what? Do you Is know this what? what it's like doing radio in Eastern Europe? <laughs> hey, Vladimir, we have free salt this morning. <laughs> it's a bribe, don't touch it. <laughs> Next week, toilet paper. But what is, how did this happen, that we've, <laughs> that we've got free salt? I mean, it's... Uh, and not... also, as, we, as you've often said on this show, you are not in favour of the condiments. No. Well, I'm a Catholic. <laughs> exactly. Ah. Yeah, but um, I, I must investigate it further. I'll ask our producer during this break. Frank Skinner on the radio. We've had some news in on Lord Haw-Haw. Oh, Lord Haw-Haw <laughs> alerts. OK. Dear Frank, Emily and the Eminent Cockerel. Thank you. The Eminent Cockerel. I'll tell you that. Lovely. Lord Haw-Haw went to my old school, Dulwich College. I used All... to live near it. Did you? Yeah. Although the school, that's why he called you eminent, the school <laughs> denies all knowledge of this fact and has removed all mention of him from their history. Oh, oh. I was going to say, poor ho ho. <laughs> yeah. Interestingly, they've also adopted this policy with another famous former pupil, Bob Monkhouse, which I feel is a little harsh. That is. You can't bracket Bob Monkhouse with Lord Haw Haw. No. Lord Haw Haw no. was a fully fledged uh, traitor. And I find. <laughs> Do you not often get, hear people call traitors in the modern era, do you? No, well, I went. Uh, I had a, a, a. For a time, I had a, a doctor who was um, posh. At a level of poshness where um, it does feel like there's a they've got some sort of mental problem. <laughs> right, right. It's and, when the eyes are permanently closed. And you, well, you know, people say to me, "How oh, didn't you know that uh, Tara Palmer Tomkinson was um, on drugs oh. when she was on your chat show those years ago?" But the, with the posh, the very posh, it's so hard to mm. tell because slur. Anyway. He wrote a prescription for me, and I said, "You know, they make this joke about right um, about the handwriting of um, of um, doctors, but yours is really nice." He said, um, <laughs> "Yes, um, when I um, when I did handwriting at school, I rather tried." <laughs> <laughs> he said, "In fact, we were taught handwriting by Traitor Blunt's brother." <laughs> Meaning Sir Anthony Blunt, the uh, <laughs> traitor Blunt. Oh, it's like someone from Treasure Island. I'm very much enjoying bringing back treason and traitor. Exactly. <laughs> to commercial radio. I don't know what you'd have to do now to qualify for that. Oh. If they, if the bar has gone uh, way, very, way it's almost impossible to yeah. imagine. Um, but anyway, we found one this morning, and I find when you pick a haw-haw yeah. or a prickly pear... <laughs> And oh, you lovely. get a saw, Paul. Anyway, yes, exactly. Very so, good. So, yeah, we've, we've got oh, to we've the bottom of... Oh, we've established where the salt was from. Yeah, Saltgate, we've got the answer to. Yeah, are we allowed to name the brand? I Is that OK? So. I'm just checking well, they're doing the an producer. official sponsorship. Great, with okay. absolute, We probably have to name the, the brand or we lose 10% of our wages. Oh, no, we can't have that happen. No, <laughs> um, I can't. <laughs> I think that's another thing we can't have happen. <laughs> 
Andy Bush is doing a, a search for the, our colleague Andy Bush on this station is doing a, a um, search for Britain's best fish, fish and, and chips. chips. So, well, I thought, well, you, we've said on this show before, you have, Frank, you thought that was every fish and chip shop because they well, all have that hanging They've up. all got a thing saying best mm. best fish and chip, <laughs> chip shop, shop award from Santa. And we went like to pork pies. Of... You can't buy a pork pie that hasn't won an award for best pork pie. That's a good yeah. point. Um, I'd nominate the Yangtze in uh, Charlton Kings in Cheltenham personally, which is also a Chinese takeaway. And some people say, oh, once it's a Chinese takeaway, you never get nice fish and chip. Yeah, Try funny it. that. Try the Yangtze. It's all they got the lot. Have they? Yep. Ah, uh, yeah. And the old, you know, the old elderly <clears throat> relative you can see through the beaded curtain. Oh yeah, sitting uh, there. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> I do love that. Oh, do you? St- I love those beaded curtains in the takeaway. Yeah, they've, they've, um, they've. Does anyone have them? Do you in like their a beaded anymore? curtain or multicoloured nylon strip? Uh, oh. <laughs> I, I mean, I know what you mean. They've both got their... Ch- I like the beaded curtain because they remind me of goldfish excrement. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. On that subject, when you're writing, you know, writing, like tappy-tap in the keyboard... Yeah. I don't nice. call that writing. I call that typing. Right. Yeah. When you're typing... Yeah. Sometimes I will open a bracket to put an extra thought in, be it an email or some, you know, Mm. prose. Yeah. And then in the middle of that thought, I'll have another thought and open another bracket. And then when I read it back, I go, you've opened too many thoughts here. Oh, no. I mean, I I blame the parentheses. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Very good. Absolutely wonderful exchange. Very good. (laughs) Uh, We had an email in um, uh, entitled Scouse Delight. Uh, Dear Frank, Emily and Alan, I'm hoping Alan picks this up as part of his deep dredging Friday night trawl. For the people who sometimes wonder if I'm in on a Friday night doing that, it's just that I read the ones that arrive on a Friday night. Exactly. I trawl through the old emails. I've I've known you here texting me at (laughs) 3 o'clock in the morning saying I found a good one. Well, that was... I mean, I I did suggest... I'm hoping you're you're doing the email (laughs) trawl when you send me those texts. It's a much different text, actually, but... (laughs) Subject, you subject discuss line. it on air. You, you um, know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, we've we've had an email. Uh, they say you should never meet your heroes, but I had the absolute pleasure. I try not that's, to read praise, but new, this is that's full the, of it. That's the new channel on absolute absolute pleasure. <laughs> and what time is that on? That'll be the well, Friday night troll. What would the absolute pleasure be? Whoa. Well, I think we know, Frank. No, you know it's a it breakfast show. Music. This, it's don't a music <laughs> broke. Okay. So it would have to be songs that represented pleasure. Oh, okay, like what about happy? Well, well, like fairground music, maybe. Maybe they only played songs with the word pleasure in the title. For your right. pleasure by Roxy Music. Oh, it's a bit might... limited, Frank. <laughs> I know. Mm. I, I mean, did, I'd have, they'd have to abandon the no repeat guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> I just have songs associated with, like, maybe circus or fairground music. Oh, Might yeah. be a bit strange. You know, like, da, 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 da. Yeah, absolute That's circus. Always... Yeah. And then, oh, what a circus, oh, what a show. <laughs> and then send in the clowns. You could be easy, absolute circus. A circus. There must absolute be a Lelly the Elephant. I mean, there's loads of yeah, options. There's tons. Anyway. Sorry, Alan. Uh, this, <laughs> this person, uh, I think a chap, uh, Hello, saw you at St George's Hall in Liverpool last Saturday, 2nd of March. The show was excellent. Oh, no, don't do I'm, I'm trying not to do yeah. the praise, but there's quite a lot. Uh, 
lucky enough to have a bit of banter with Frank throughout when Bounce. picked on a couple of times. Oh. Uh, he then Bounce says a few fest. jokes that he especially enjoyed, but I'll keep those quiet because no. I think they might be spoilers. Yeah. Uh, after thinking the night couldn't go any better, Frank I risked... I don't want to hear the end of this email, OK? <laughs> he risked it to mingle with us commoners whilst walking to his car. Worried I'd get a Ringo Starr-related, no, you're all right. <laughs> but Frank kindly posed for a photo and autographs. Uh, perfect round-off. Uh, thank you, Frank. Uh, to use my favourite Skinner-related sign-off, cheese then, Ross, the dumb one who travelled from Lincolnshire. Is that what you called him? Um, it's a bit cruel, Frank. It, it was, cruel. It was um, a, a bloke did come all the way from Lincolnshire for a gig in Liverpool. Yeah, it's weird, that, isn't it? It's, uh, oh, it's oh, lovely. I think it's, it's lovely. Nice. It was lovely. And he was very impressed. I had to delete lots of prayers then as I was reading well, that Well, that play so played um, St George's Hall. Mm. Mm-hmm. Charles Dickens played there a few times. Really? Oh. Yeah, it's one of his favourite northern gigs, apparently. Does this count as my work pl- with them all when I say that, <laughs> Frank? Also, when you say played there... Well, they'd just put a desk on stage <laughs> and he'd, he'd write and about a <laughs> thousand people would turn up and watch him. Every now and again, he'd look up and go, that, I, honest, trust me, that was a brilliant bit. <laughs> you guys are going to love this. Yeah, exactly. You just in a year squ- and a half. The scratch of the quill. And I used to, <clears> he used to, when, if he did any robbing out, you'd go, whoa, <laughs> from the crowd and stuff like that. They loved the refill, the refill moment. I suppose he had a feather. Did he have a feather? Would he have had a feather? Um, Dickens, text they... in on eight twelve fifteen. did Dickens have a feather? What would he have written with Dickens? I'd call it quill. No, no, but he's, well, he was post-Quill, yeah, wasn't he? Post-Quill. Post-Quill, pre-Biro. He's yeah. in that terrible... Um, yeah, definitely n- not Biro. That terrible no-pens land <laughs> in between. Yeah, be a What feather. did Charles Dickens write? Anyone who saw him at the St George's Hall? <laughs> he probably had a really big one then, so you could see it from the... You know those pens you get at the seaside? <laughs> If probably had one of those oh, yeah. for the cheap seats. <laughs> a sort of gladiator state-sized hand <laughs> Dickens or like. Uh, somebody could sell after as well. Sign, sign. Oh, Big there was merch. But then again, what would he sign it with? Oh, mm. so complicated. There was a lot of there was a lot of merch. Yeah. There was some um, old curiosity shop. There was some lovely branded merch for that. Little what t-shirts. About, I mean, it apparently came out for an encore and read Little Dorrit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's too much. They don't want that much for an encore. Frank Skinner on the radio. So, yes, uh, oh, that, by the way, when they opened, when they did a big refurbishment on St George's Hall, someone was telling me, and Ringo Starr did a gig on the roof. Oh. There. Really? So I said to the audience, did anyone, um, did anyone actually see Ringo Starr's gig on the, on the roof here? And the bloke said, yes, it, it was a very good Mm-hmm. And I thought, that's a nice heckle, that, isn't it? Because he hasn't gone the whole hog and used, you know, some sort of abusive word. It was a very mm. reasoned and balanced <laughs> review. Was, yeah. I think roof work is, is often difficult. I mean, it's a theme. There was Brian May, of course, on top of oh, Buckingham. Yeah. And then the Beatles, of course. The Beatles. No, and they, they and the guys in Strange Ways. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah did they actually do music, though? No, 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 they were just... They just uh, had some banners, but they were... They were sat about, They really. were rather tatty-looking. But there yeah. is a tradition of roof roof gigs. 
Mm. I'd say the Let It Be one is the, still the, the top. Well, hang on, Ringo didn't do that after that Let It Be one, did he? Oh, yeah, mm. many years oh, after. Embarrassing. Back to the roof. Oh, back, <laughs> but he said, OK, back <laughs> to the roof. <laughs> Only saying. up there on the roof. So anyway, I, was, I stayed over at the uh, Hope Street Hotel in Liverpool, which is right, right in the, you know, in the... That's not the Beatles-themed one, is it? No. No, that's all the others. Well, everything in (laughs) Liverpool is a little bit Beatles. Well, no, that that Beatles-themed one is the Let It Be suite. I mean, everything is Beatles-themed. I I wouldn't mind uh, staying there, actually. But... um, Hang. No, no. (laughs) Free stuff. (laughs) No, no, it's... uh, Fringe Benefits, the Beatles Hotel. (laughs) Anyway... Um, in the in the middle of the night, as I think uh, the piano man once said. Yes. Oh, in the middle of the night. I go um, walking in my sleep. <laughs> so, um, in the middle of the night, I was awoken by um, a full fireworks display. I mean... Really? And I don't mean coming from some distant, like, Stanley Park. I mean, it sounded like it was in the street. It was really adjacent and very, very loud. But it wasn't like... I get this a bit at home. Um, Because I live next to a big patch of parkland type thing. And when I was a kid, you'd get bangers in the street, you know, in the night. Absolutely bangers. Do they still sell bangers? Well, I would have thought it's a very um, Terry Time was, warp, isn't it? It the was banger. the most minimalist of the fireworks. It just <laughs> yeah. went bang and that yeah. was it. Sort of, I associate it very much with the football, the wooden football rattle. I yes. mean, you don't see the banger these days. Mm. Anyway, yeah, so I, I get, I'm woken up. If I'm woken up at home, it's often by a sense of a display. You can hear it. Anyway, this was so loud. It was somebody, it was felt like it was in the street. So the next morning at breakfast, um, a guy said to me, um, I said that, he was, uh, I said, uh, excuse me, I said, the, uh, I said, excuse me, for any <laughs> children listening. I said, those fireworks, I said, is that a normal Saturday night thing? He said, no. He said, sorry about that, sir. He said, um, um, the Liverpool team are staying here at the moment. He said. You are joking. He said, and we think it was Everton fans trying to wake them oh. up before the local derby. No. Yes, that's happened for other matches, hasn't well, it? That reminds it, it, it sound like Everton... Oh. Well, in the, in the 1970 World Cup, when the England um, players were in Mexico... They used to get a, a mari- one of those mariachi bands outside. You know, they used to get that outside their hotel oh, like three or four nice. in the morning. Well, so, so again, a grand old tradition: waking up the team in the middle of the night. I've heard that there are some other breakfast show hosts that do that to you, Frank. Oh, in the Hampstead area. I'm yes. just saying. Yeah, but to be fair, they are in some... bed with me. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, so, the fireworks? Oh, yeah, so the fireworks. So I didn't get to the bottom of the mystery if it was Everton fans, but it was a nil-nil draw, the uh, thing. So mm-hmm. it, uh, you could say it worked quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I, I was... like an Everton fan, uh, an Evertonian being called mischievous. Yeah. <laughs> so I was... Um, I 
then my tour manager um, was there and he'd been at breakfast when the Liverpool team had suddenly emerged en masse. Oh, yeah. And um, they went out of the hotel um, just in their, their street clothes, not not dressed as, you know, Liverpool. Just right. I'm sorry to interrupt, what are the street clothes? I'm assuming very expensive well, it was a little, it was a bit. Wear. It was a bit drizzly, so there was a few hooded tops actually up. Right. Probably 1,500 mm. quid a piece. Yeah, so they, they turned right and they went round the block, um, which takes about 10 minutes uh-huh. max, and then they come in, so they come in the other direction. Mm. And then um, and then they um, went into a little room for like a conflab, as they used to call it. Oh, yeah. Oh. And that was... But why do, why do I'm that? I'm so excited. You, who did you spy then, all of them? No, was Mo there, but Big wh- Mo? But why would they do it? Apparently Mo was very, very... Um, he was uh, very nice to the, the autograph waiters. Was he? Which I always, I always judge a man. On his uh, on that. Oh, he seems oh, a yeah. nice boy. But I wonder if they've got something, you know, that they apparently they urinated on every lamppost. And I wonder <laughs> if it was a, I wonder if it was a territorial. <laughs> no, no, they did. No, I made that bit up. But it's such a weird, why would you do a little short walk like that before your morning? Do you think it's like um... they actually went for a Sunday morning constitutional in the age of super <laughs> training and sports psychologists? <laughs> they went for a Sunday morning constitutional. Not a Who's not a the... jog or anything. No, mm. maybe it's like a superstition that they never turn left on a match day. <laughs> <laughs> so in order to get, they had to go around the block to get into that right room. They're at home, but what if they're lost in London oh, for an away well, yeah. game? And what also, what about on a plane? I mean, they, they've got to turn yeah. left on a plane, let's face <laughs> I it. I think so. Do you think maybe it's that they're like, who was that writer years ago that used to walk out of their front door, fully dressed, and walk around their house and into their back door and up to the room that they wrote in, to, almost like a... A journey to work to separate Sounds like Frank the man oh, from the artist. I've never, never. Oh, I wish that. I could remember who it was. Was it Milton? That. Might have been. He was blind. It might have been Lord. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Milton. <laughs> okay. Um, we better not end on that. I read about um, a, a scientist who, when he went and did a bit of writing, because he used they, they write this word. They use words oh, yeah. as well as the numbers. Mm-hmm. Not many. They're mainly numberish. And drawings they like. <laughs> they like drawings, yeah. But he did a, a bit of writing. He did a bit of proper writing as well. <laughs> and when he did that, he used to. Um, so if he thought I'm going to do some science writing today, he'd get up and he'd put a suit <laughs> and tie on because he thought such was the importance of oh, his nice. work that he, he he felt he had to do it formally dressed. Fair enough. Excellent. Um, Frank, can I share a quick fish and chip shop uh, observation? Yeah. Morning, Frank, um, Alan and Emily, the author. With reference to your comments around award-winning fish and chips and pies, the same can be said for when outlets claim to be the oldest. Not in this studio, no one's claiming that. Okay. I found a fish and chip shop near Covent Garden that claimed to be the third oldest (laughs) fish and chip shop in London. Somehow this has far more credibility. Now, what does that remind you of, Frank? It reminds me of... um, (laughs) At Blackpool Tower, a plaque that says the world, the 
122nd <laughs> highest standing tower in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I'm, I'm more impressed at that than the first, uh, the first oh, tallest. When I um, had a brief um, encounter with Britain's third richest man. It's, it's, uh, it's so good. Those are the people. That's why I named my son Boss. I didn't want to go straight to the top first man on the moon, <laughs> second man on the moon. They're the interesting people. <laughs> Be some mistake. This is uh, <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with the comedian Alan Cochran and the popular author Emily Dean. You can text the show on 81215, <laughs> follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, email the show via the Absolute Radio Webby. <laughs> We've had uh, a missive in uh, from Dave in Margate. I recently saw a bakery which claimed it was the oldest Cornish pasty maker in the country. It was in Hearn Bay, Kent. But that can't be in Kent. Can Sounds it? like a pork pie to me, yeah. Dave. Excellent work. <laughs> it can't. The oldest. Well, good point. Cornish yeah. pasty can't be in Kent. Well, I I don't even think you need to finish that sentence. I mean, we know. Well, hang on. They did say they, oh. they claimed it was the oldest Cornish pasty maker. So maybe it's like oh. a gadget. You know, like you get an ice cream maker or a pasta maker at the back of the cupboard. When I first uh, used to come down to London and do gigs from Birmingham, I remember a comic saying to me, have you been to uh, Brit Lane and seen the donut-making machine? Mm-hmm. I said, I thought there was some like, avant-garde band. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it's like a, it was like a metal spike. <laughs> and they, you go into the shop and they, 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 they get the donuts out of the oven. Now, these are not the donuts with the hole in, they're like, you know, the round... Oh, yes, yeah. yeah. Oh, is this and, how they put the jam in, And Frank? they put it on a spike and pull a lever and the jam, like a hypodermic oh, yes. needle, goes into the <gasps> uh, centre of the thing. Oh, I love that. You know, I had a friend who once worked in a factory and he said they... Like, they get good at messing around with the kit. Well, Frank worked in the factory. And he... uh, Yes. But he worked in a donut factory. And he said they could... They knew that they could put in, like, too much jam (laughs) and just stop at the point before it would explode and then send it out into the world. But if you work for, say, fun... I'd love an exploding jam donut. You'd feel so happy, Frank. You one out of every ten. I would imagine the look on the faces and the jam. You know, I haven't heard one of those stories for years when someone at a car factory put, put like, a fish in the door (laughs) panelling. Used to be those practical joke things. Yeah. Or someone would get sacked from a company and they'd phone... the, the speaking clock in Tokyo and, le- and leave the um, leave the phone off the hook all weekend. I hated oh, that it was called Tim. They just took E off the end of it. No, that was rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. The other one, of course, that was meant to be the ultimate revenge on an ex, was that you would sew prawns into the curtain hems. Oh, oh. yes, I've heard that one. Now so. who can be bothered with that? I oh, know. Who's going to start sewing? thread over. I don't Hello. know about you. When I'm heartbroken... <laughs> An outrage. The last thing I want to do is needlework. Yeah. Also, if you were ever going to have a look within yourself moment, I think it would be kneeling at the hem of the ex's curtain, sewing prawns in with no, the juice going all over your clothes. Absolutely pathetic. It'd be a real, <laughs> be a real thimble of your despair, wouldn't it? And those, what would I? Oh, ow. What, what if they I... walked in, Al, and saw you as well? Wouldn't you? You'd need never them. recover. Just those terrible, you know, those <laughs> horrible black eyes that prawns have. Those looking at you admonishingly. Yeah. Oh, how disgusted! <laughs> oh my God! 
do yeah, something. Prawns have got say, awful eyes, haven't they? Only, even worse <laughs> is their posture. They I mean, they're so posture. hunched. Prawns. Really? They need some Alexander technique. <laughs> they don't do. They? I mean, they are. They, the way they sit is it's disgusting. <laughs> Such a bad influence on children. Indeed. <laughs> Frank Skinner on the radio. Frank, I would like to talk about World Book Day. Because I had an eventful one. First of all, well, I had two things I'd like to talk about. Firstly, I had a bit of a huge honour because my friend's daughter decided to dress up as me on World Book Day. Oh, oh. My friend Catherine's daughter, Violet, Yeah, I was sent a picture of her wearing giant black sunglasses, tick. Yeah. Huge, sweeping pink coat. Great. Very me. Right. I think you'll agree. I didn't know you could go as authors as well as characters. Well, exactly. Just for the memoir, it works, doesn't it? I suppose it does. Yeah, of course. She had a do- she had Gucci trainers. Respect. And the dog, Brilliant. her dog, had a long hairpiece uh, attached to its collar to like look like dog. my dog Ray, who, as uh. you know, is quite her suit. Yeah, so like a dog in a wig. Yes. Brilliant. But what this made dog me think in a wig, of my was why. <laughs> Why does why do we stop World Book Day when we become adults? Because, for example, there's I would love to I see say. Frank as Samuel Johnson with the white wig. There's something you will see that soon. Uh, Holding a dictionary. There's a uh, there's something tragic about World Book Day. It's like well, you know that. Do you think so? Like why the fact that books need that? I know for right. people to. Do people think, well, book day, I might try one of them books. Good point. Well, I think also it's because they're very loose with the definition of book. I mean, there's a lot of films going in there as well, let's be honest. But I like that idea of adults have to dress up because it would be more challenging if you went as Kafka and everyone lies and says their favourite book is by Tolstoy. But you're meant to go as the character from the book, but then if it was Moby Dick, you wouldn't go as the whale. Yeah. I don't know who I'd... um... You'd go Samuel Johnson. Yeah, but again, I know he is a character, but if it's from a fiction book... Yep. You want to be someone. Again, I don't want to be Sherlock Holmes. I'd rather be <laughs> Dr. Watson. But I, would people know <laughs> Dr. Watson? You just have a suit on. <laughs> they just think you had a suit on. You could be Alan in Treasure Island. That's that who you be, could be. That playing. would be good. Surely that should be me. Um, <laughs> Noel Edmonds' favourite book, by the way, I know, is uh, Jeremy Clarkson's Born to be Riled. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, I read that recently. Really? That was the other thing. Yeah, I saw that on well, that World Book Day. Title, they had a list Born of people. Born to be riled, I like that a yeah. lot. They had Adolf's <laughs> favourite books, I read. and Adolf's favourite books? Adolf's. <laughs> You've got them on Mine the brain. Can't. Adolf's favourite oh, books. Adolf's, OK. <laughs> Not Sorry. Adolf. We've had Lord Hawthor and gonna... Adolf. <laughs> OK. Well, it's not even a theme show. Os- just... Oswald's coming up soon. <laughs> later on the show. Um, but, yeah, I was really... I enjoyed that, reading that that was his favourite book, Born to be Right. I find when I've seen... Um, I, I saw a, a whole collection of celebrities talking about their favourite books. Oh, and, yeah. And, and Wind in the Willows was far and away the, the winner. Really? Was it? Yeah. I, I, but I thought, not what's the last book I've read. What, what? <laughs> yeah, they, oh, they waxed lyrical, as oh, they, they loved say, it. about Wind in the Willows. Right. They love Wind in the Willows. Um, Frank, I also had a bit of an unfortunate incident when I was promoting my book. I, I was a bit rude to someone. Brilliant. Well, I felt... Well, accidentally. You know what I actually found myself thinking? I thought, that was really gittish. 
And Can't wait till Saturday. <laughs> yes, I do. I thought, I want to tell Frank, because I know, even though I've behaved appallingly, there is one person who will back me up on this behaviour. Well, well, let's see. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> <Hear ye. laughs> do you want to hear about it? Oh, yeah. OK, so I was doing a radio interview, and I took Ray with me. Sometimes they asked me to bring Ray. Ray, and, Ray is... Oh, um, sorry, Raymond's my dog. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what kind of dog is it? He's Shih not, he's not in the Kinks, yeah. Shih yeah, Tzu. Yeah. And the person who greeted me, you know, there's a there's a person who greets you sometimes when you go yeah. to these things. Talent handler. Exactly. Uh, Wrangler, I think they say. Don't <laughs> they? Do they? Yeah. Wrangler. Great, Jean. She said, <laughs> I was holding Ray, and I said, oh, hello, this is Ray. She said, oh, I'm afraid I'm not a big fan of dogs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I thought, well... Yeah, I mean, she seemed lovely, but it's a tough opener yeah, when I'm holding yeah. a Shih Tzu. Yeah. OK? I've got a Shih Tzu in my hand. Especially if it wasn't a, you know, <laughs> if she's the talent wrangler, it's not, she's not supposed to have opinions. Good point. <laughs> or if they are, she's supposed I mean, to take I, them directly from I, the talent. I knew you'd be with hers. me on this. Exactly. So anyway, so <laughs> then I responded in what I feel was a very direct, calm, measured way. Did you throw Ray at her so he had to bring his claws out to hang on to her face? Seek her. Isn't that what they used to say to... They say teddy boys sometimes would have big pockets in their coats with a cat in. And then throw it at somebody's face. Like, that's such a t- I love the teddy boys. Like, Let's go for a fight. Have you got any cats on yeah. you? So, walking down the road like, heavily laden with your cat, your cat pockets overflowing. Frank, who wants to know? Yeah, yeah I'd like a jacket made, mate. Can you put a, a cat pocket on the inside? <laughs> Um, so anyway, I said to this woman after she said, um, "Yeah, I'm not really a fan of dogs." Mm. There was a lady standing by the lift, and um, I paused, and I said to the woman, "They're a bit like humans, only nicer." <laughs> oh. So take it how you will. Maybe it's a joke. Maybe it's not directly aimed at you. Yeah. But I said it. The woman standing by the lift said, "Yes, I agree." Now, I don't agree. I don't actually believe that. <laughs> no. But I said Certainly it not solely... the, de- the devil dogs. Well, right. You. There are some lovely humans and some terrible dogs, but I wanted to make that point in a passive-aggressive way. I don't mm. think that's too bad, though, because it wasn't no. aimed at her directly, I don't think. It, okay. sound, it sounds more like a sort of a spontaneous philosophy. OK, well, we're not done yet. Oh, great. Oh, no. <laughs> Shall we have a break here? Because the, the, the producer's looking anxious on the clock. <laughs> So this is part that's part one yeah. of the response. Part two to come. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We're on a cliffhanger about oh, yes. Emily Dean's um, gittishness. Gittishness. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I learned from the best, Al. <laughs> yeah. I will say by the way, on the subject to World Book Day, when I was on about not aiming aiming too high. Yeah. That my uh, son went to school as uh, Ron Weasley. Excellent. Love it. Which is a. That's the key. Don't be Harry Potter. Be the mate. Next. Well, it's a bit like Fancy the Drummer, which was always my policy. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I say that, still treat you just as badly, really. Or Fancy David Baddiel in the Newman and Baddiel days. Oh, come on. <laughs> I think that, I told that you, one. I always think I preferred Baddiel. I know, but that's because. Why? That was seen as the <laughs> sort of, you know, the more 
the, the less obvious choice. You're suggesting I was virtue signalling by locking yes. David Bedeer. Yes. I, think so. I think you were saying it's that's like... exactly what's been suggested. <laughs> it's like when uh, you, you want... Here's people say... I'm gonna, I, I was going to say women, but I, I don't know if you... Can you still say women? Can you check, please? Um... Um, I give you say, I like, authority. I, I like, it's funny. I, funny, that's what's important in, for me in, in a man. Well, work for you, yeah, all right, yeah, love. Yeah. Not looks. The mm. times I've been dumped for some, some humourless honk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. At least it hasn't infected you in any way. <laughs> There's a quote I used to use quite a lot. Do you remember a film called Barfly with Mickey Rourke? Oh, I do it remember based it. based on the, the and writings. And Faye Dunaway, was it? Yeah, based on the writings of Charles Bukowski. Oh, was it? And there's a bit where she um, leaves him for this sort of more obvious, you know, good-looking and honky bloke. You know those sort of blokes, yeah. Al? Yeah, I know those. I like the balanced way in which Frank says that. And uh, and the character says, who's been dumped, says, oh, anyone but not Eddie, oh. with his obviousness <laughs> and his unoriginal macho energy. <laughs> so fantastic. I've used that line a few times. Have you? Oh, thank. Anyway. Out of you and David, then, who was the obvious one? Oh. I know, then, oh. I, then, I think I, then I think I became the alternative choice. Oh, oh with you and David? Yeah. Text in on 8.12.15. No, don't. Um... <laughs> Oh, uh, the dog handler, Frank. Yes. Oh, yes. So, well, she was. She was a talent handler. So waiting for a lift. I'm waiting for the lift. I've already, already been said, a little snarky. I've been a little snarky just by saying dogs, they're like humans, only nicer. Mm-hmm. As we go into the lift, I thought, well, I don't want to address her again, but I understand where Frank comes from. I don't know whether it's an age thing or I can't let it go these days. Oh, I can't just leave it. So I get into the lift and I'm holding the dog... And I say, and she gets in with me, and I say, hello, sorry, I've got a dog, so if you're not a fan of dogs, look away now. <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, it's you over the top, let, Frank. You weren't letting it go. No, well, you're and in the, the people lift in the lift are bemused, because it's a crowded lift. They're thinking, why is she so, that Did odd she look away tone from in you? her voice? No, Did she just turn her back on you, like... No, to be fair to her, I think she was unmo- I, don't, I think it was lost on her. I oh. think she just thought I was a funny woman and was saying odd things about the dog right. all the time. Um, I almost think if you take a dog into a crowded lift, there's at least three people who think, thank God I can now break wind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm guessing, yeah. but I think, I think uh, yeah, the dog, because the dog's such an obvious source of uh, gas. I know. Yes. Well, yeah. I think, yeah, I think that, oh, that's good to know that's what happened. And then I did the interview, which was lovely, finished it, came out, and it was fine. She was nice. It was Everything was sorted. And I had to get the last slam mm, in, Frank. Great. A man came over and you he... You bit was... him. <laughs> reached into his, reached into his cat into... pocket. <laughs> I lifted up my leg. No, I didn't. <laughs> and I said, um, when she was standing there, and he petted Ray, and I said... Um, Oh, how lovely. You're obviously a dog person. <laughs> I mean, come on, Frank. It's just, a, it was three. It was three slams. Yeah, but yeah. I'm thinking probably that they probably all went over the head. Do you? Yeah. Do you think so? Oh, yeah. I think if someone is uh, 
Yeah, I think some people. I'm very. Um, I, I am, you know, a bona fide snowflake. <laughs> I'm one of Britain's <laughs> oldest snowflakes. Are you? Uh, I am. I'm very sensitive to uh, <laughs> remarks and criticism of all kinds. But I think there's a lot of people where they wouldn't have even picked up on it. Why? Can I ask you a question? If I was you, I'd send an admonishing letter. Why can't we let it go, Frank? <laughs> Well, it's, we should let it go. Okay. I think letting things go. I once went to a uh, accidentally. Actually, I didn't go to a lecture. I was mm. going to say I went to a lecture about meditation. I was once sitting in a dining room, and mm. a man came in and gave a lecture about meditation that I wasn't expecting. Oh, nice! And he said he got to a level of meditating where he cut someone up in his car accidentally, and this great brutish man got out. Mm. His obviousness is. On original macho <laughs> energy, and started really swearing and pointing and banging on the window at this bloke, and the bloke said, "I just meditated." Wow! And oh, I just wow. I wasn't really I could hear the noise, but I wasn't really aware of what he was saying. Yeah, right. And I thought that's a gift. Yeah, yeah, it? yeah. I mean, we need got, to be more like that man. Sounds like friend. he got a hiding after it, but that's <laughs> no. I don't think he got. I think he just drove into oncoming traffic. He's still, <laughs> <you're> still meditating. <laughs> We need to, what we need is a vinegar um, manufacturer to send vinegar in, don't we, to go with the salt in the... Uh, oh, I love reception. that. Do you know I love vinegar? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you? But you mean real vinegar for chips, or do you mean like apple cider vinegar, like a... No, I mean Sarsons. Oh, I saw okay. a brand named. Sorry about you that. Don't name. say vinegar, say Sarsons. Uh-huh. That used to be their... Uh, <laughs> that was their slogan. Yeah. We've had a uh, Daniel Skipsy, who's occasionally a regular. Skipsy! Occasionally a regular. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Just felt appropriate. Frank's more worried about occasionally a regular. <laughs> I admit it's a little strange. Daniel Skipsy has said, my friend's daughter wasn't sure who to go to school as on World Book Day, so I suggested she could be Rebecca and not turn up at all, which is a lovely, sophisticated literary joke there. Which Would I that be Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm? I assumed it was uh, Rebecca, as in the Daphne du Maurier novel, where oh. she is the um, deceased wow. wife who is a ghost. Very, that's oh, very spoiler. good. Oh, was... <laughs> <laughs> well, she starts off a ghost, to be fair. She doesn't get murdered that's throughout. That's very good. No-one ever goes as the woman who sets fire to the house in Jane Eyre. <laughs> no. Oh, not just as wife, is it? Yeah, it's that thing of... Um, it's a different. They had a different approach then to <laughs> mental illness. She's locked in a room at the far end of the house and, and sets it on fire. That is a different approach. You're right. It is. And, and let's face it, not it's not as good as the modern one. Yeah. Well, he got his comeuppance because the house went down, and house insurance then was in its infancy. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm it was virtually non-existent. I mean, the policies were terrible. Then, oh, I would imagine. Bear thinking about. Do people go as Jane Eyre? I wonder. I don't know. No. I think I'm a boring because it's a kid, as you say, oh, yeah. it hasn't gone into adulthood. No. Well, it should do. That's um, all I'm saying. We've also got uh, Alan feedback. Gets kung Fu jacket out. Feedback. Dickens' writing instrument. Oh. Hi all. Dickens would have used a fountain pen, which yes. became popular in the 19th century. Yes, is that right. That makes sense. That is the sort of stuff this show is all about. Now I bet you. Can I get you, a witness? <laughs> I bet you that there is some of Dickens' fountain pens are probably at the British Library or something like that. Yes, I suspect so. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. 
I enjoyed Alan reading a text out about Dickens fountain pens, followed by "Can I get a witness?" <laughs> yeah. which is an extraordinary juxtaposition of words. I enjoyed it certainly. Okay. There was. Um, oh no, hold on. I'm being. I'm being pressure. I mean, the time yeah. pressure this morning has been absolutely phenomenal. I mean, I can't live like this. We just have ultimatums every three minutes. Exactly. Here we go. Then brace yourselves. Frank Skinner on the radio. I feel like we should discuss the Queen who has put a picture up on Instagram this this week. The new convert, like Frank. always copying me. <laughs> you think? Well, she started Twitter in 2014, which is, I think, a similar time to when the show started. The Queen started, started Twitter? Yeah, well, yeah she did. That guy Jack Dorsey. She didn't start <laughs> Jack Dorsey. Um, she, um, he loves a bird. He's from the nineties. Jack, Jack is that why they called it Twitter? Because it's written by, invented by Jack. Uh, Jack Dor. See, <laughs> no, could be though, couldn't you it? Know, Don't think it so. Might be. I it, think it's called Twitter because. It would be tenuous and disappointing, but it might be. I don't think it would. I'd be happy with that. Apparently it's called Twitter because uh, birds sing about what they're doing right now, and that's what it was meant to be. It's like micro-blogging of what you're doing right now. So really, I think... Is that what birds sing? Do they say, I am on a yeah, flying on a into a tree? Yeah, well, yeah. I heard, I I'd heard, love to hear that. I heard, so, yeah. I was, I, when I was... Uh, get, I, was um, I think at the time I was applying under arm deodorant this morning. Oh, yeah. Links. And I heard... Um, no, no, I didn't need one. <laughs> and I, um, I, I heard geese... You know, a V formation of geese oh, went yeah. over. Oh, and whenever you hear, you hear them. So they went over going, oh, 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 <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, oh. And I thought, that did it all the time. I, it, I felt like one of them was going, I can't fly. I forgot that. You're all right. Steve, you're all right. You can't. Oh, God, I can't fly. Oh, oh. Steve, you're fine. Honestly, you're fine. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Can I say that was a bit like growing up with actors, to be honest. <laughs> but I am... Um, Frank, I'm fascinated to know that birds talk about... Do they live in the eternal present, then? I think so, yeah. Well, they've what obviously, obviously read Eckhart Tolle's <laughs> The Power of Power Now. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the how detailed... experts. How apparently. detailed do they get about what they're doing? Oh, I'd love yeah. to hear what the birds say. Yeah, well, crying her eyes out, of course, a lot of the time, according to Prince... Oh, yeah. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Yeah. The Queen. The Twitter. Queen. And what I'm saying is the Queen is just one step behind us. We do Twitter, she does Twitter. She's we do Instagram, you. she does She's Instagram. Well, she did the sort of so Instagram. I'm, I'm going on Grindr tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how long that takes. <laughs> <laughs> we are in the local area. <laughs> yeah. um, she did the sort of post that I have to say I think you would do if you had your way, Frank, which was she posted a letter from the 19th century from written a, by Charles Babbage. From a, she, she put a photo <laughs> well, of on Instagram of an old letter. It's like a sort of house of cards, house of mirrors of communication, isn't it? But what I love about it, it's so like a, a big moment that the Queen is doing Instagram. And so she she basically, she does a letter from 1843. She's adopted a sort of a softly, softly approach to uh, advancing technology. I think she should have put a selfie up and called it Onestagram. Yeah. Oh, very, come on. That's very good. She 
Well, that's the thing. She doesn't get writers in, though. She's, She's better than that. I'd, I'd have liked it. Her. I'd have liked it. Yeah, get ready for this one. Yeah. I'd have liked it. <laughs> Here we go. If somebody said, um, you, sh- you should uh, put a hashtag on the thing, and then she'd have gone, oh, hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, and, and relax. What would be very meta is if um, hashtag a hashtag started trending. Uh-huh. So she, so the letter was from Prince Albert. Albert, who I know you're a Prince. fan. You're a fan of his work. <laughs> Prince Albert. Albert. Yeah, that rings a bell. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness me. But what I loved about it was that she made the whole process That's so great. ladylike, and I think we can all learn mm-hmm. something from how to use Instagram. She had a glove, a long black evening glove, which she took off. When she pressed send, she took the glove off. Now, what she should have invested in are the um, The gloves. gloves The ones when you can take the end of the thing. With the sheer panel. Yeah. They probably don't do those in long... In evening gloves. In evening gloves. Black silk evening gloves. She took the evening glove off and she gave it a little shake. And then she pressed send. I can't see a person in a long glove and not think of the witches, the roll doll things. <laughs> she thinks she then took a wig I off. I always and... think of all creatures great and small. <laughs> <laughs> she does all around birthing yeah. at um, Balmoral. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Surely not. There must be some mistake. Whatever, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with the comedian Alan Cochran and the author Emily Dean. <laughs> you can text the show on 81215, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Can I ask a question? We were talking about the Queen sending her first Instagram post. Mm-hmm. With complete with black velvet evening glove yeah. recently, and she sent. Um, in case anyone wasn't listening before the I hour, think she had done. She she works with an East European puppetry group oh, on yeah. Tuesday afternoon, so she probably comes straight from there. Yeah. Well, it's funny you should say that, Frank, because I want to. I have a question for both of you with regards to the velvet curtain for the commemorative stone unveiling. She oh, did a yeah. bit of unveiling, I noticed, while she was there. And it said, you know, this this Instagram post was sent by... Is it the Science Museum? Her Majesty mm. the Queen. Oh, nice. Why do they stick to the miniature velvet curtain, somewhat like a puppet show, mm. for all unveilings? Because technology's advanced sufficiently that one could have an electronic screen and <clears> avoid <throat> scenarios like we had the other week where she... Tugged on the curtain, never yeah, well, quite opens fully. I don't think. I have to say, curtain technology is still very hit and miss. Yeah, <laughs> I have. You know, how many curtain cords have you pulled when it hasn't gone? It's only gone half a white stuff. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. And blo- don't get me started on blinds. <clears throat> Oh, well, now when they have those little flimsy hooks and stuff like that on them, <coughs> absolutely hopeless. So why? I mean, they can put a man on the moon. I know. <laughs> but they ha- well, what was unfortunate Allegedly. for the Queen was that <laughs> <laughs> she pulled on the curtain, the minute, miniature, always miniature as well, never do full length. No, Cheaper I, on I, the I uh, velvet. Why do they do the puppet Cheaper, show curtain? Have you we- seen the price of velvet <laughs> per square metre? Come <laughs> on. My... My my problem with this, and I think I mentioned this after I went to the launching of the William Hartnell plaque in Eden, is that 
everyone who turns up to an unveiling knows what's being unveiled. So they do it as if it's da-da, as if we're all going to go, oh, like William Hartnell. Oh, yeah. But of course you all know, so you open it and you go, yeah, that's exactly what we expected. Which yeah. is, the open, sudden open curtain is all about the unexpected. It's a gratuitous reveal. <laughs> Why don't they just say there'll be an unveiling at Tuesday on 7.30 and leave it at that? And then you go and then it could be anything. Well, what I liked about the Queen, Frank, was that as the miniature curtain, the sort of borrower-style curtain got stuck, halfway through, and then people sort of clapped, you know, a few runs on the Village Green style. Yeah. And she got irritated. You could see, because the curtain had stuck, and she pulled it again, because it was slightly obscuring Her Majesty the Queen Uh, on the stone. She didn't like that. Well, uh, also, she did slightly... (laughs) She slightly built up... The, uh, the the Charles Babbage letter <laughs> in a in an erroneous fashion. Oh. Because, what do you mean? Well, she said um, in this letter in which he told Queen Victoria and Prince Albert about his new invention. In fact, mm. it, the letter begins, Sir. <laughs> <laughs> and what he's done, Charles Babbage, he's written to Prince Albert Great and thinking she will she will understand. What she's actually, her first ever Instagram post is an example of Victorian sexism. (laughs) Is that the example we want to set there? On on the week of World Women's... National, National Women's, Women's Day, Day. Day. Yeah, that right. thing. Yeah, yeah. When you all, people, <laughs> all people go, to, all the kids go to school dressed as women. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I think she should, and she signed it off. Er, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you don't sign ER. off the Instagram post. That's what you say when you give someone something in the, yeah. in the back country. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what she said. She probably handed it over, wrote it, and said, "Here." Yeah. And somebody said, "Oh, we better we'll put that on the end." Then. I was glad to find out that she'd done it as part of the science thing because I thought she'd just joined Instagram, and <laughs> and I was gone thinking, rogue. Yeah, I was thinking, well, what about the people around her? I know it's a bit indelicate, but sh- surely if she'd joined Instagram. Charles would be thinking, I've got to be honest, this is just more admin for me eventually, you know. Well, that's the thing. When she's gone. What about when... He's trying to work out a password. I don't don't think he thinks like that. Corgi won. What about... That's what I reckon a password I don't think he should have sang um, (laughs) about... I want to be king. That that song from the Lion King. I just can't wait to be king. He shouldn't have sang that at the the 92nd birthday. (laughs) That was very inappropriate. What about the dignitaries that stand by at these uh, these official occasions? You know what I like is they're always a bitter to lot at the end, and they talk in this tone, the the tone of hushed reverence, I call it. Mm. And they say, "And over here, Your Majesty, we have this." And then she's 92. It ought to be (laughs) over over here, Your Majesty. (laughs) Woo! <laughs> like, when she sent the Instagram post, the man went, ah, oh, success. Did he? Yes, Did it was he? a very posh oh, man nice. showing Love the it. Queen round. I think he rather tried. on the radio. I was a bit worried when the Queen um, did this picture on Instagram because I mm. honestly thought for a while that she might have joined Instagram. And I don't know if I want to live in a world where the Queen is doing... All the Instagram cliches, you know, like putting up food pictures. I've been guilty of that. Instagram's my only one. I haven't got any social media, but I put up the odd food, food picture. And I don't oh, want yeah. the Queen... Like, I think we'd all smell pal- a rat. Are you paleo? 
No. <laughs> I imagine yours is just like a tiger's uh, <laughs> diet. Just raw meat. And yeah. that may be like a, six blades of grass. But I think we'd all yeah. smell a rat if the Queen started putting up like Prince Charles's sausages and like, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. hang yeah. on, this is a bit. I think oh, they yeah. Yeah. Like sponsored post. I think the pr- Prince Charles does well. a pork pie as well. Yeah. An award winning pork pie. What if she put up a big plate of cooked swan and then put hashtag just me then? <laughs> oh, yeah, she would, yeah. That'd Hashtag living my best life. Yeah. Yeah. Or if she started making those Instagram mistakes that you see in the tabloids where she put up a selfie of her in a new top and then in a mirror in the background you saw she had no skirt on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't want that. That would be queen. terrible. It worried me. I'd love it if she got or into her it. Or just made a grandma sponge. <laughs> 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 There's been another mistake. Oh, I know what you're, you're talking about, Trumpelstiltskin. <laughs> Always. Yes. Big fan of his he work. He loves the Trumpelstiltskin uh, No, not chat. quite. I just think, you know. He careful. was chatting to uh, Tim Cook, the Apple chief exec. Is well, Tim Cook a famous person? Mm. He is now. The way they read about him in the... Paper, the way they wrote about him, it mm. sounded like he was like a Steve Jobs. Everyone knew. I think that's was. his job now. Yeah, he's the Steve Jobs of. But is of he is he that well known? Um, <clears throat> Should I know Tim Cook was before this story? Uh, well, you be the judge of that, dear. Okay. I mean, I agree. I know what you mean. I think he's suddenly um, he's everywhere. Suddenly, <laughs> angry Anderson. Yeah. It's a great moment there. Uh, so he was at this official meeting, wasn't he, Al, to discuss. Um, education, technology, and jobs. Oh, God. yeah. I mean, who's going to be at that meeting? Imagine Donald being Trump at that meeting. And him. Yeah, but neither, who wanted to be at that meeting? Oh, I don't think many of them. Well, you did once Donald Trump started going off topic. Well, I'd and be happy saying, to be at a Donald Trump meeting just for the anecdotes. Yeah. But, oh, well, what was great, it was meant to be quite a straightforward workforce-based meeting, and he says he thanks um, Tim for, you know, creating new jobs for the American workforce, and then he says, we want to keep the, get them legally though, we want them legal, <laughs> and then goes off on a big tangent about the border and human trafficking and oh, stopping wow. drugs. And um, so you, you've got to have a theme. I liked life. it when he said, Ali, said um, drugs has been going on for a million years, actually. Very, very long time. Yeah, he obviously right. <laughs> A very long yeah, very time. Very, some very of the creationists that he works with are thinking, hang on, a million. <laughs> Why does he need to tell us it's a long time? It's not, we know a million years is a long no, time. No, but he's got that... Um, when, when Bruce Forsyth was on... Um, um, Bruce says, play your cards right. He used yeah. to tell a joke at the beginning. Yeah. He was younger then, uh, quite a bit younger, and he used to he used to say, right, I was, I was home last night, and I was, I was, um, I was having uh, a cup of tea. So I was at home, and I was having this cup of tea, so, was, so that's me, in, me at home having tea. <laughs> and it was like a, a, such a distrust of the audience. That it was like, <laughs> do you get it? Do you actually get... OK, before I do the punchline... <laughs> And he's a bit like that. So we say, it, and, and this, um, it's a very bad event, very, it is bad, really bad. This is a bad, and you think, all right, Donald, we get it. Yeah. I think he knows his crowd and yes, he feels they like really to deal in superlatives. To, yeah. you, have to, you have to make it all totally clear. Mm. But it is one of my favourite bits, though. So. <laughs> have you seen Matt Ford's Donald Trump impression? Oh, it's, it's extraordinary. No. Yeah, and he, uh, Matt Ford, who does rock and roll football on Absolute Radio. Mm-hmm. Very talented. 
And yeah, he just, well, he just talented, brilliant. Man. And the best bits is when he when he does that. You're very, very much very that those bits <laughs> at the end. I I love also him the for pronunciation that. of people. He says people in a certain way. <laughs> does it? Very terrible people. <laughs> I haven't actually said the mistake that Trump. Oh, made. sorry. Well, 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 Should we do a cliffhanger? Oh, yeah. if you like. <laughs> okay. What did Trump do wrong? Find out soon. <laughs> <laughs> that could be quite a long article. <laughs> And also, sounds a bit more salacious than it's actually going to be. Frank Skinner on the radio. Well, I'd like to share um, a communique I've had from a Mr. D. Badil. Oh, yeah. You may recall, Frank, earlier on the show... Is it related to Osher Badil? <laughs> I don't know, but earlier okay. on the show, you were talking about... Um, well, perhaps I, I feel safer if you put it in your words. To be honest, it was, well, I was to do talking with the aesthetic appeal of yourself and David. Well, it, it was also it was about being the sort of the other one in life, like being Buzz Aldrin rather than Neil Armstrong. Yeah, and I, I said that um, when David Baddiel and me got together, then uh, then people. I think I became the sort of alternative the choice. The alternative, whereas, the drummer. Whereas when he was with Rob Newman, he was the alternative choice. So it, it's yeah. all relative. Okay. Yeah. David, David. It's like Danny Minogue, if you like Danny Minogue better. Yeah. Okay. Ahead. I did. Yeah, yeah, you're right. David has said that an early gag of yours, as in Frank Skinner, when you started working together, was this. It must be nice for Dave to be the handsome one for once. <laughs> yeah, well. Discussion point, perhaps. Who is the target of that joke? <laughs> Next in on 812.15. Well, I, that is a great philosophy Alan, problem. Alan Cochran, Who's who would you target? say is the, is the target? I think the, they both who's are. Who's the victim? It's, Frank's taking a scattergun approach to his targeting. <laughs> no, but I, I'd he's say... He's taken them all down with him. Yeah, I would say that, that you need some um, extra information that Rob Newman, who um, who Dave worked with previously, was a very handsome. Yeah, you go on about I this. I don't need that extra information, though. But yeah, okay. <laughs> I think All I would say. Yeah. I mean, I'm just analysing who comes out of this worse, and you're saying <laughs> Dave was the handsome one for once, but you are suggesting you've never been the handsome one. So at least, you know, in the rock, paper, scissors, stone, or whatever, you you are you come out yeah. of the worst. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I've never <laughs> been the handsome one. Oh, no, I've but taken it too far. When I had that upstairs flat at uh, Notre Dame... <laughs> <laughs> Can I say I think you are a very handsome man? Well, you couldn't say. It, it, matters, <laughs> very, like. it matters very little to you. No, I don't care what about What you that. care about is being funny. Indeed. But, you know, you still got it. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, when you're a double act, you are funny together, but you can't, you yeah. can't be handsome together. No. You can be ugly together, that's what we discovered. Uh, yeah. <laughs> some comics say you can't be good-looking if you're a stand-up. What do you boys changed. say? Well, if, oh, Alan got in quickly. If Laurel and Hardy had looked like Bross, mm. would they have been as funny? Bross went... Well, they're absolutely hilarious, but that's not the story. <laughs> Henry, Henry Normal, who um, is, a, uh, is, a, is, a, is a sort of a... Now, I think you'd call him a, a comedy um, impresario. Yes. Yes. Well, he was a performance poet when I was starting out. And he said to me that he thought one of the advantages I had as a comedian was that I'd look like I'd been kicked about a bit. <laughs> kicked about a bit. That's and nice. uh, <clears throat> I think that's probably true. 
because whenever a good-looking person starts saying something, you think, oh, yes, yes. Well, I do. <laughs> Inside, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, yeah. No one wants to hear you. They only want to see you. Yeah. Whereas with me, they don't want to see me. They want that's why I'm on the radio. <laughs> it all makes complete sense. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've got the listenership, the crowd, on a bit of a cliffhanger about what um, Donald Trump did. Yes. Reminds me of that time I saw somebody on the bus googling just Donald Trump, just <laughs> Donald Trump, not not Donald Trump has done. <laughs> just, <laughs> who is who, this yeah. guy? Everyone's going on about. People keep mentioning him. I should really mug up. Um, but yeah, he. Uh, oh, with Tim Apple, yes. He called Tim Cook from I watched, Apple. I watched Tim um, Apple. Did I tell you I watched Home Alone too? And Donald Trump's in it. Donald Trump's in it as a sort of guest, a, a genial guest appearance. Yeah. Oh, yes. Well, look, there was a point when that was his shtick, yeah. wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So, sorry, Al, yes, he did. He, he would yeah. pop up, he had a sort of, yeah. Yeah, he, he had a sort of... Uh, Who would you compare him to? Alan uh, Sugar. Yeah, so a sort of cartoon-friendly, quite villain, but... Um, mm. I suppose he was the sort of what, what Duncan Ballantyne used to be. Yes. No over here. Yeah. So, yes. Okay. You are my Ballantine. <laughs> Imagine if in 20 my years, Duncan. Ballantine. Sorry, Bannertine. You know it's Bannertine. Bannertine. Okay, I'm going it... Bannantine. No. Did I tell you, I used to have a flat opposite him. I watched him be measured up for a suit once. <laughs> oh, like Rear Window. Glad, that's, glad <laughs> that's how that story <laughs> ended. Strange Alfred Hitchcock film in yeah. which Frank Skinner. I mean, Imagine if he became Prime Minister. Ballantyne. Yeah, if it were, I mean, it's possible, isn't it? It worked for Trump. Yeah, it became... could, could be. Anyway, look. OK, listen. Tim... Anyway, he called Tim Cook Tim Apple and uh, yeah. much mirth has ensued online. Do you think he, he was... said we're very grateful to you, Tim Apple. <laughs> Do you think he thinks of him as Tim Apple? Because he's such yeah. a company man. Do you yeah. think he actually thinks of him as Tim Apple because that's his company? Yeah. Well, he's had previous with he has a Ethel from EastEnders um, mispronunciations. Well, he called her Ethel EastEnders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he called Benjamin Netanyahu um, Betanyahu. <laughs> yeah, but that, that is, that's when he mis- I misspoke. He misspoke with um, Nambia as well, didn't he? Instead of Namibia. Yes. He also, um, he, he met the woman... Marilyn Hewson from Lockheed Martin, which is a big company there, and he called her Marilyn Lockheed. Oh, well, see, see I think that's mm. how he thinks. Lockhead. He's Lockheed. basically, um, he's thinking of the way people put them in their phones, as I think. Yeah, I think he's said. a big yeah. phone user. It's like that. So I think that's... It, I, I think he just watched that John Travolta. Do you remember when John Travolta introduced the, uh, the lady from Wicked, Adina um, Menzel? And he said, would you please welcome the wickedly talented Adele Dazeen. Yeah. <laughs> it was the way he was stalling for talk. No, I think he said, the wickedly talented, the one and only. Oh, and you can see the fear, Adele Dazeen. Well, I think oh. it's like, you know, you know, I told you I was checked into a um, hotel. I was working for a, a, fil- a, a production company called Liberty Bell. Oh, yes. And they checked me into a um, hotel as Frank Liberty. (laughs) 
Can you please welcome the wickedly talented Frank Liberty? So it's a similar thing. They just use the there's a first yeah. name. They can't. Say what you see. They didn't look any higher than the, than the heading on the notepaper. That's where they looked. <laughs> like Frank oh. Bell would have meant much more sense. Would have. Frank Liberty is lovely, isn't it? I tell you what else it reminded me of. I remember John Wayne got a sort of a um, lifetime achievement type. For wearing chaps. For being brilliant. Oh, I oh, love John Wayne. I know, darling. And it, was, and it was presented by Henry Winkler. And the reason it was him is at the time... Happy... Is it Winkler? Why is it Winkler? <laughs> it's a bit German now. It's got to be Winkler, surely. Alan, no, think, have you ever called him I Winkler? I think it's Winkler, but I'm not sure I've said it out loud. What do you call the great opera writer... Wagner. No, I don't. Yes. But I like Henry. I've never heard him called Henry Winkler. I, I always call him Henry Winkler. Isn't it wickedly talented? That's <laughs> what it's correct. <laughs> anyway. Henry wickedly Winkler. Wickedly talented. They obviously got him to... They obviously... <laughs> they obviously got him to present it because... Uh, <laughs> Because Happy Days was enormous at the time, and John Wayne came up and to get a big stand innovation. Yeah, and he said, uh, "Thanks a lot, Fonz," <laughs> and called him Fonz throughout the. He obviously had no idea he was called Henry Winkler. Well, not Henry Winkler, to be fair. Yeah, John Wayne. <laughs> that would have been actually anyone could be called John Wayne in Hollywood. <laughs> And he has got that vein. I don't know if you know about Oh, God. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Surely not. There must be some mistake. We should say um, Tim Apple, as he shall henceforth always be known, mm. did obviously changed his name to Apple by using, um, for his Twitter handle, okay. he put the Apple symbol after it. But it can only be viewed that way by other Apple um, operating systems. Oh, really? Well, there's no Apple symbol. On Samsung or I think you see it differently. I mean, perhaps... Trump doesn't strike me as very Apple. He's a bit more Windows, I think. Windows 96. You reckon? I'm going. Okay. I don't know, he likes a big corporation. (laughs) When um, when Tim Cook Cook switched that to the Apple logo, in the tech world, that counts as being hilarious. (laughs) Like that's <laughs> to them. Yeah, that's the funniest thing. I think didn't Andrea Core do a similar, <laughs> <laughs> slightly more um, minimalist version of the Apple? Mm-hmm. And of course, the Gladys Knight's backing. Group. Yes, they yeah. took it a stage I, further. I like <laughs> the. the um, <laughs> I love his pips material. It's good. It's good I like the idea of the nerdy joke. It reminds me, Frank, of the Open University bloopers. <laughs> And they said, I said 1.429, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I meant 1.428, of course. I'll tell you what I was thinking about, though, with the symbol thing. Mm. You know, um, for example, I, I heart, and then, like, we've got I, I heart, heart news. news. Yeah. Or that T-shirt have, in bed the other night, lovely. The old I heart New York and all those things. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking, why didn't they go the extra mile and have a picture of an eye? Oh, yeah. Next to a heart. Oh, a bit just horrible. just speaking pretty much emojis. It's not some weird body parts party. Well, I mean... I mean, come on. I think that would be awful. <laughs> yeah. 
I'll tell you what, well, I'm wonderfully for Because I thought, actually, my eye suggestion is better than the accepted heart. Because I does eye. sound like I. Yeah, yes. Eye, hearts look visually appealing. Eyes, a big I eye know, with it. It's well, quite well, a How step. much of the eye would you include? Would you include. Mm. No, it'd be symbolic, like the sort of big brother eye. Yes. It's still not very good looking, the I eye. I get what you're doing. I'd, I be, happy. I'd be happy with it. And, uh, I mean, it, the heart, you know, doesn't it's touch and go. It doesn't mean love. No. No. I wonder if other internal organs were considered. Well, didn't um, wasn't love coming from somewhere else? Not that long ago, like Shakespearean times, it came from the liver or the something. The, what, the Are you spleen? asking the question? Yeah, Are you asking the question? Where is love? Yes. Yeah. Where, where does love come from? <laughs> does it come from up above? I just think heart's a bit vague. That's all. Yeah. And I think eyes a bit ugly. Okay. Well, speak for yourself now. <laughs> now we all know where we I stand. I was speaking in a Cornish dialect there, by the way, <laughs> also, there is about that. myself. I was reading uh, Dr Johnson's Journey to the Western Isles of Scotland. Oh, here we go. Were. Swallowed a dictionary for breakfast. And um, he, uh, he, actually, he actually wrote a dictionary. <laughs> but um, in it, there's a bloke who... He is uh, the laird of the island of... Um, no, it's spelled... Um, oh, yeah, I went out with him once. It's spelled M-U-A-C-K, but commonly it was known as the island of Mock. Right. Oh. And then there were so many people with the same surname because the clans, or you know, there'd be so many McDonald's or yeah. so many... Yeah. ..that they used to call them according to their property. So Johnson says that in normal com- conversation... He was referred to as Isle of Mock. <laughs> so what, what do you think, Isle of Mock? It was like, honestly, that was how they did it. So, so actually, um, mm. Trump is continuing that yeah. into the 21st century, so I think we have to respect him for that. And I think he's of Scottish descent, isn't he? Yes. <clears throat> it all Can makes I just sense say, Tracy Craig has got in touch to say the eye is definitely more appealing than the real heart. Oh, yeah, right. definitely. Okay. She's we, a um, vivisectionist. We, well, we used to cut up bulls-eyes at uh, school. In Look the bad, what you could have won, the, though. In the bad old Enjoy days. your breakfast, everyone. And um, <laughs> they were, I mean, they were, they were horrible things. But I was thinking of a more stylized eye than an actual. We don't mm-hmm. want, uh, you know, we don't want aqueous and vitreous humour <laughs> dribbling I mean, what down. A, what there. a way to end the show, Frank. Well, I'm with humour. Anyway, next speaking of this show, next week will be <gasps> the tenth anniversary of this radio Yay! show. Can you Adam and Eve it, as they say locally? <laughs> um so we um we'll we'll be doing some sort of special <gasps> celebratory thing for that, but I think that's um as yet uh, yet to be revealed. I love wow. a teaser. I do love a teaser. And uh, thank you for listening to us this morning, and we'll be back for the Big Ten. <gasps> Nick, Ben Ten will be our guest. <laughs> if only we could get Ben Ten, he'd be absolutely be perfect. It's not as simple as that. Um, so, yes, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. Get your weekly Frank fix. Listen to the show as it happens on Saturday morning from 8 until 11 with more music and fewer ads with the Absolute Radio app.